0: We're live all right welcome to the nab amateur radio party that sarah and i host every year and we're glad to have all all of the wonderful viewers from twit with us this year so thanks a lot for watching we're gonna have a lot of fun here tonight give away a lot of prizes and everybody gets to eat and have some drinks and it's a good time fun with ham radio operators that about 80% of them Are engineers for television and radio stations. That's the whole correlation. Are you having fun, Sarah? I am having so much fun. Here they come. Looky here. And here they come. There's going to be hundreds. They're showing up. They're showing up.
1: Seven or eight hundred of our closest friends. (laughs) Closest. That's right.
0: (laughs) And they're all here to have a good time. And we're glad all of you could join us uh, on the network tonight. This is wonderful. We have people from all over the world here, by the way. There are people from other, uh, other side of the globe, and uh, they're, of course, coming to NAB, but they try to spend Wednesday night here at the amateur radio party and win a prize, eat a little food, but mainly have fun and do a little networking. So that's what it's all about on Wednesday night at the Hilton in Las Vegas. Hi, guys.
2: Where's the ball? Yeah.
0: Over at R. Yeah, looking for where to put their tickets <laughs> so they can win some prizes. That's what it's all about here. They Almost everybody wins a prize the way it goes. We have so many people that send prizes, people that aren't even involved in the industry. They know how powerful it is to network with the broadcast engineers and, of course, most of them, are hams, so it's really a lot of fun uh, to help these guys have a good time at the end of their busy NAB convention. A lot of them uh, have uh, have been on the floor all day, and they're looking for a place to sit down and have some fun. We have a lot of our friends here this year. Look at uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of our ham radio buddies here, Sarah.
3: Yes, I yes yeah. we
1: are. They're here enjoying the food and the <laughs> cocktails. And uh, all sponsored by Heil Sound and BSW. And again, we want to welcome Leo Laporte and all of the TWIT TV crew. They're a great bunch of people. We uh, spent a lot of time with them when we were in Petaluma in the cottage. Yeah. And here he comes. Here he comes. If I had a drum, I'd do a drum the roll.
0: Drum. Does anybody have a drum? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Your name, your name is Leo. Uh, uh, I'm Le- sure I
4: have a badge. Your name is Leo. I have to have a badge. <laughs> All right. His name is Leo. Leo. <laughs> Look
0: at this beautiful oh, couple. My God. You guys, are you in Bali? No, yeah. we're just having fun at the ham radio bar. Bali
5: Heil is calling. Bali Heil. Ha- <laughs> no, no. Better not mic me. <laughs> I only sing when there's no mic in my face. So this is the, uh, your annual party. This is it. You do every year. This yes. is exciting. Every yeah. Year. Every year. And uh, it's with the ARRL or it's, well, a, it's an amateur radio party yeah? yes and the arl plays a lot of, of in it and they've been here
0: with the booth all week inviting people here well, that's but that's fantastic again, it's for the 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 hams that are engineers in right. this market
5: as you well know as there are a lot in fact ever since we announced we're going to do ham nation with starring bob heil i've been getting people all over coming out of the woodwork there are so many hams and they are so excited and when i say bob heil they go who who better to do it Thank you. Well, you're well known. you well know. You know that hams are the original geeks.
0: I do know that. Yeah, they invented
5: uh, packet radio.
0: Who else puts up 110-foot towers and hangs the antennas on them, really? right?
5: Now, I don't want to monopolize you. This is oh, your party. Oh. No. We
0: uh, built a special microphone for oh, you. Oh, look at this! Oh, it's got a spider on it. Is
5: this the Vince no. neal microphone? No, that is a Carrie Underwood <laughs> microphone. This is Carrie's. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you. Thanks for coming. Oh, it's so great. Now, tell me a little bit about this. How many years have you been doing these parties?
0: I think what is it, sir? So about eight. This is our eighth
1: year, I yeah. think. Where you seven. don't do a booth anymore? No, we just come here and, and throw this party with BSW and. uh Oh, I don't know, five or 600, 700 of our closest friends.
5: It says up. something about Heil Sound, though, that you don't need a booth. All you need to do is have a party. <laughs>
0: yes, that's right. Well, what, what I do at NAB is I do workshops. We did one today uh, in the Shimmer Lounge here for FOH engineers, front of the house engineers, that work in all the different rooms, like Salon and uh, Garth Brooks guy was there today. And I did a workshop, and, and teaching these guys more about audio,
5: and you're thinking, well, these are engineers, but sometimes we forget, you know? Well, one thing, there's always more to learn in this field, right? Because a lot of it is trial and error and experimentation. You can't just make it schematic and say that's going to work.
0: Well, it changes a lot. Right. The, and so I like to do these workshops. We did one last night for about 200 of the hams here in Las Vegas. So that's, I think, where I should be is helping to bring more of this technology to them, uh, they know where to find our products, and thanks to you and all the Twit Network, uh, a lot of people know how how things work and how much better they are. So we feel that's that's where we should be, and that's what we do here at NAB.
5: You know, I, I, everywhere I go, I meet people who know Bob Heil, and they know, and you know, I'll, I'll meet engineers, and I'll say, "Oh yeah, Bob Heil," and they'll go,
0: "Oh, Bob, we everybody loves you." You probably met a few of them that were we were in jail a
5: couple of days ago. <laughs> in Tijuana. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jails and TJ are not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> How would you know that? Well,
1: Sarah? I had to bail Bob out. <laughs>
5: she saw it from the other side I of the did. bars. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. So, what do you what do you do at an event like this? What goes on here? Besides, uh, by the way, a lot of people are taking pictures. I don't know what's uh, going on.
6: Oh, well,
1: a lot of you're in the room now. No, what, no, you, no. what
5: you have to understand is there are people from all over the world here that talk to each other on the radio. Ham- well, uh, radio. Can I just show you, for instance? Here's Fred Fred Hain, uh. uh, uh all right. Freed.
2: Freed. Hi, Freed. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to show this. You go around with your call you're sign. The tech, you're the tech you're guy. What I'm the tech guy. You become a ham, and I don't think you've gotten your license yet. Nah, yeah, but now I've got to have to do it this. Becomes, this becomes more important to you than your last name. It's like your license
5: plate, isn't it? That you carry your call sign around? You know, people buy their call sign, not by their name.
2: And you have a wonderful AWRL bolo tie. That is a classic. Oh, I. I've worn that. It's, uh, somehow it distinguishes me. I think that was given as a gift from another director of the American Radio Relay League some years ago. And uh, I don't. I think it's about the last one left, and I continue to wear it. It is
5: really a badge of honor. You're honorary vice president of the uh, Amateur Radio Relay League. how you know,
2: oh, they move people up to become vice president. See, and they say, well, we got them up to vice president. We didn't quite get rid of them, so we'll move them up to honorary vice president. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, and now they really got rid of me. (laughs) Well,
5: it's so great to meet you. Did we tell you that Bob is going to do a
2: ham podcast called Ham Nation? Yes, and I'm trying to get some pictures, and we're going to try to get uh, something in our major magazine. Oh, that would be great. QST. QST. So at uh, some point, I'll talk to some of you folks and get a little background of... uh, Uh, The details and uh, try to give you guys a plug because it's it's a great thing
5: for amateur radio. Uh, You know, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner because I am hearing from so many of our listeners and viewers who are hams and they're saying, well, it's about time.
2: Yes, we had some uh, uh, one fellow years ago. Uh, Len Winkler, make any sense to you? And he had a weekly broadcast. In fact, I'd been on it a couple of times, and uh, we were sorry to see it going. We're sure grateful uh, that you're helping us with this. It's a real contribution you're making, and, you know, I'm, I have to push the league a little because we're supporting not just a hobby but a public service, and a lot of times uh, people think that amateur radio is dying when it's actually growing in you
5: know what we say the hams are the cockroaches of the world when everything else is gone the hams will still be there keeping the communications going i haven't heard that that just made that up that's great <laughs> it's kind of insulting i don't mean it that
2: way but you know what i'm saying hams survive when everything else is gone and that's why you have the microphone and i do now i've got one request since, since you're the greatest ham in the world, we've got to get you licensed.
5: I'm a ham bone. I don't know, but I would love to. In fact, I want to take that technical exam and get that started because I think maybe that's part of the process of doing this show, Ham Nation, is showing people how to become a ham, what they need to do. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say how easy it is, but it, but but you're the process...
2: You're disappointed that you need, don't need uh, Morse code anymore, aren't you? Oh, I, it just kills me. Coming out of oh, your man,
5: I've been studying that for years. <laughs> you know, my friend John C. Dvorak became a ham, and I didn't believe that he could do it. He said, no, I'm a ham. And he got the technical license, and so he's on his way. He even has some gear portable gear i figure with help like from people like you and bob heil i might be able to get a pretty good setup going.
2: bob heil is is the man uh, he's given so much to amateur radio in so many ways in so many years there's uh, no way we can uh, ever thank him what we do is pass forward right
0: exactly right Pass forward we just keep going that's right yep well, we appreciate, we appreciate the ARRL coming to the party and bringing all their friends and guiding a lot of the hams here throughout the show. They have a
5: booth here. that. Uh, I went over to the booth. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, and they do this voluntarily.
5: It's, it's a labor of love. I'm starting to get, I have to say, I'm getting the bug. Con- it, for, everybody's convinced me I better do this. You better do that. That's right. I like I'm not on the air enough. It, exactly. <laughs> But, but, you know, I mean, there are people like Art Bell who he'll do a radio show for four hours. Then he'll go and, and he'll turn on his radio and he'll broadcast another eight hours.
0: It is so much fun when he broadca- when he was really doing it and he'd get on 3890 or somewhere afterwards and we'd all get on and talk to him. And then they'd all uh, do their quarterbacking.
5: <laughs> oh, Art, that was crazy. That was, great. Uh, that was good. Yeah, what are you talking about? It was fun. It's well, fun. Well, they're lining up for some food here. To meet Steve. I'd love to meet Steve. Steve, oh, we love BSW. Oh, thank you so much. Huge fan. awfully kind of you. Whenever we need broadcast gear, if Bob doesn't give it to us, we'll go we'll go to bswusa.com and we'll buy it. Well, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I re- really appreciate it. We're big fans. Well, the, uh, we we are
3: honored to be, uh, to, be uh, to be sponsors of this event. It's uh, so many people here have given us their support for so many years and uh, it's it's just uh, it, it's it's an honor and a joy to be a be a part of this event. Great group of people. Um and uh, you know it's uh, we're
5: we're just uh, we we feel lucky to have them as customers. Well, thank you, and thanks for throwing this party. It looks like a pretty good
3: one. Absolutely, yeah. I
5: won't keep you from your dinner.
3: All right.
5: <laughs> it's really nice to meet you. Thanks for Likewise. thanks for coming over, Steve. Really appreciate it. Steve Kawasaki from. BSW yes, Broadcast Supply you. West. Yes. Although, yes. I don't know when they say West. It's not West anymore. It's all over the world. It's all
0: over the world. That's yeah. right. And we, we're uh, very happy to have them. We brought them in as a co-sponsor a few mm-hmm. years ago. They wanted to get closer to the ham radio market. How you do that? Right here, networking.
5: Well, And podcasters, too. You know, BSW sells a number of podcaster packages. Um, I always will send people to BSW just because... In fact, early on, I think that we had some sponsorship from them for some of the shows. We did a show called Gear Media Tech. I don't know if Steve knows about it, but we sponsored they sponsored that, and it was very, very nice of them. Right.
0: That's uh, that's one of the things you have to have a company you can rely on. It's one thing just to buy from somebody because it might be two dollars cheaper. But yeah, I don't do that anymore. You need to find people that can support you and help you, and, and that's what
5: they do. Yeah. yeah. Sweetwater puts candy in their boxes. <laughs> Yeah. That's the only... The Yaman Roka in there. I don't know. They're bribing me. <laughs> I know. I like BST. Yeah, they're great people. And so I'm, do you know uh, most of the people are here? I mean, is it is it kind of like these these are your friends that, you, that show up every year?
0: Sarah and I know a lot of them, surely. And uh, they're customers of ours. But uh, uh, most of them are, are engineers, and they're getting to know more and more about Heil Sound, right. of course. But uh, we know about half of them.
5: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because... Um, we, we were asked to be at the NAB show uh, by the National Association of Broadcasters who said, we want you to come out and, and stream from NAB. We won't tell you what to cover. Just do four or five hours a day. And we had never covered it before. I've been, of course, as a broadcaster, but we'd never covered it before. And uh, I was a little nervous that our audience might not be interested because this is pro-gear. Yes, well, podcasters are using gear even beyond the, what some of the... Brought. In some ways, that's true. We certainly put it to the test more. And I think that because this is kind of high-end geekery, they, they really enjoyed it. Uh, we, we're getting audience numbers now that are higher than even our CES coverage. So some of that is, of course, engineers from uh, broadcasters saying, hey, here's a chance to find out what's going on at NAB. And I think our audience, I, I hope I, I'm not uh, speaking for you out of turn, but I think our audience really enjoys a look at what broadcasters are using because it all does trickle down.
0: Exactly. I hear that from them, too. That more and more people are watching what you do and following in the tracks because you put it to the road test, and I mean really at the road test.
5: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sometimes people don't want to let us buy their gear because is we'll break it. (laughs) But you have never had a problem with that. I've never had a problem with Heil sound.
0: I want to know about it because I'm going to go redesign it and make it work. I
5: haven't yet broken a single Heil mic. We've got nothing but great results from it. Those arms, we bring those arms out, and they are just so robust. There's nothing like it.
0: Thank you so much. And there, uh, there's always new things coming, and we're working on some new things, too. But uh, we're really excited to have the whole Twit Network watching, and thanks for coming tonight. And there's some other people that you might want to talk to.
5: If you want to introduce me to some people, I'd love to, you know. Yeah.
0: Some of the guys that are from some of the other countries, and in just a little bit, they're going to start giving away these prizes, so it's going to get pretty
5: noisy. I see a Motorola Zoom up there. I see an HDTV antenna, I see some TV screens. Mm -hmm. Wow, where do they get all this? Is this all from BSW? No, it's
0: all donated by various companies. Companies that aren't even involved in amateur radio, but they go out and buy Kenwood and Icom and Yesu radios and bring them here so that they are a part of it.
5: Now, here's something I told Freed. I think that you're convincing me that I need to become a ham. Yes. So I thought maybe as part of Ham Nation... We could do a little corner every week where you help me take the next step and the next step, where to go to take the exam for the first level, what gear to get. Exactly. So, like, uh, you could help me become a ham and by doing so help a lot of people watching who thought, man, I'd like to try this. Now I don't have to know Morse code.
0: Right, and we have just the person to do that, and he's already lined up, ready to go. Gordon West, he has a school, an amateur radio license school in Costa Mesa, and he teaches people all over the world how to get their license, and he's really good. He's a fun guy. I can't wait to get him on the network.
5: Well, you know what I found out? That John C. Dvorak got his, what is it called, the technician's license, the first-level license, and I was so miffed. I didn't. I, so now we've got a war here. Yeah, and I said well John you don't have the gear you're just doing that for fun he said, no I have the gear oh all right is yeah, he he's got some mobile gear uh, all right yeah, I don't know if he's on uh, am FM sideband what he's, he's doing, doing CBS. uh I don't think he's I think I can catch up yeah oh no question about it I want to catch up I really want to do that. That's right. It's so fun. Do you think my, ma- my wife will let me put a mast up in the backyard? Oh, we got to have at least a 100-foot tower. What do you mean a mast? I want a line that goes all the way from the trick cottage to my house a mile distance. Leo Laporte cannot have a mast. But I do think that that's one of the things we could talk about on the show is, okay, your first antenna. What do, you, what do you do? What can you put up? Do you put a line up? What, what, how do you choose the antenna? What frequency do you want to be on? That kind of thing.
0: And I kid about it, but you don't have to have a 100-foot tower. So many people today are living where they have HOAs. They can't have antennas. So what do we do? We build
5: a
3: flagpole.
5: And it's very patriotic, and it happens to be an antenna.
0: We build it out of fiberglass, <laughs> and inside is a piece of wire. And it works great.
5: And it looks great. Yeah. yeah I love that idea.
0: I know guys that load up their copper on the house. On the house. It works great. It has to be the right length. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, there's all kinds of things. And hams are very ingenious when it comes to that stuff. That's right. I
5: think we're... that's fantastic. You know, I, it was funny because coming to this event, uh, not just the party, but uh, the NAB show in, in general, reminded me that really, at heart, I'm a broadcaster. That's where I come from. These are my people. You know, of course, the engineers. Uh, I share that love of technology and two dads and gizmos and gadgets but also uh, i'm a broadcaster so i love this i love this and it's been so much fun for me to be here
0: what what we need to do is you and i need to crawl up on the stage and open this thing you want to do
5: that yeah can we help you all right you could follow along see you get you get to be on the podium here the dais oh man look at all these all these gadgets i'll just hold the microphone in your face all right Runs the show here. He's the NAV. Uh...
0: There we go. <laughs> the NAV guy.
7: We're gonna put John to work. Put me to work. Yeah. Look at all this stuff you have to give away. We have twenty thousand dollars worth of prizes here. Wow. This is the wrap up event for the NAB show. Is it
8: really? It's Bob's camera. This is the
7: premier event. This is <laughs> premier reception. Bob's- yeah. I-, I was wrong. I told you it was 12,000.
5: It's 20 this year. Wow. It, keeps it just down. keeps growing. Well, the room is full. And I think, uh, at least looking at these people, they came here first for the food.
7: <laughs> and then come first for the food. Then you see them drooling over the prizes. <laughs>
5: Well, this is really cool. So it's a great
7: event. So uh, John, you've done this for how many years have, has NAB done this event? NAB has been doing this particular event I think for 44 years. I've been with NAB for 20 years, so I've been doing it since then. It's it's amazing. And what's your title at NAB? Uh, Vice President, Science and Technology. I like that. Science, science and technology. technology. Sounds Say it cool, together. Right?
0: Yeah. Science and yeah, Technology. I
5: think I like it. Just a I little like, bit. Yeah. That's really cool. And there is so much science and technology in broadcasting. Absolutely. It was so fun to, to uh, for the last four days to spend or three days to spend walking around the show floor and seeing the. Um, you must in twenty years the amazing leaps we're making and the, how digital has changed everything.
7: Exactly. Well, in 1995, we brought streaming media to the show with Real Networks. That long ago? 1995. Wow. And the broadcasters at that time were saying, what's these jumpy little pictures here? What is this stuff? Ha ha, that'll just, never go anywhere. They the room and said, you know, this is never going to go anywhere. <laughs> well, they, they, At the time, they were kind of right. They were right at the yeah. time, but they just didn't, uh, you know, see what was coming, you know. Well, we've come a long way. I mean, John, we're standing here with a, a backpack. Uh, Hilton, our camera operator, has a backpack
5: co- called a live. View it's got 12 slots for 3G cards. It bonds up to 12 different 3G cards from all the major vendors to get a a high definition. This is a high definition signal going out. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. And the funny thing is I saw several other vendors on the show floor doing the same thing. Everybody is doing this. Pretty soon we're just going to be unwired broadcasting 24-7 all the time with a little chip in our forehead or something.
7: Exactly. Right. right. It's going to be cameras all over the place. You'll yeah. have a little uh, iPhone that's probably going to broadcast <laughs> to the world. You know? Well, actually,
5: as a matter of fact, you can. You can.
6: Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah we, we can do that. Well, I don't want to keep you. I, I know you want to get started, and I can tell there's some slavering from the folks assembled. That they are drooling over the prize. Are, are we they,
7: ready to
0: kick this off? We are ready. Why? don't we kick it off and let leo uh, introduce oh, no, leo no, no, no. to the crowd well, and let him i I'll know, say hi oh yeah let's I do that okay all, all right so, let me uh, but, kick but,
7: but this first, thing off first put the special microphone we have on to do that hello everybody are we
0: having fun hey i want to know first of all who came the farthest do we have any any f- south americans here Venezuela, wherever anybody uh, Anybody that's out of the U.S. here tonight? Australia. Australia. Look at them back here. Yes, we'd like some of you to come up and talk to us after a little bit. But one thing I have to do before I start this event is we have to change the microphone. (laughs) There seems to be a sure microphone. Uh, Here's the deal. Just watch what happens when we change this thing.
5: Oh, this is a good test.
0: Oh, my goodness. How much more articulate and it's 3 dB louder. Oh, wow. Yay. Yes. And, of course, it's a high (laughs) LPR-22. We want to introduce to you... Mr. Leo Laporte from the TWIT Network. Leo is broadcasting tonight live on the TWIT Network. So all of you are being seen by all of his thousands and thousands of viewers on the TWIT Network. And if you haven't dialed in, you need to do it. TWIT, this week in technology, twit.tv. Pay attention to what Leo's doing these days. He's streaming this live with his portable rig. So. Leo,
5: we are really thrilled to have you here. Oh, I'm so pleased to be here. What a great party and a great group. And uh, I have to say, you know, this is my first NAB in about ten years, first NAB show, and uh, it's just so great to be back among broadcasters. I mean, broadcasting is such a privilege. It's such a special business that we're in, and we're so lucky. I was walking by this morning the BEA uh, booth there, where they're having the career fair, and I saw these. Young, shiny-faced kids trying to get into broadcasting, and I thought, you poor suckers. No, I thought, I thought, I remember, you know, 36 years ago when I was that shiny-faced kid, and what an exciting thing it is to get into broadcasting. We're so lucky to be in this business. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Bob, for letting us come here with our cameras.
0: So we're going to turn this back to John, and he's going to start doing what we do best as hams, Win things. (laughs) win things here we're going to get there's Bob Um, Bob
5: is a great guy from the California W6 when I say it right though Jeez. You gotta say like risky rago gago,
0: right? What do you? Yeah. <laughs> Bob's a big DXer. He goes out and sits on rocks in the middle of no place. That's fun.
9: Yeah. He's trying
5: to get it. those QSL cards, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. He's a good guy. Well, thanks so much uh, for everybody. I'll get out of the way. And
0: Let John was, do the. John,
5: yeah. We go with all the so that's a lot of fun. That is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun.
0: We don't have your name in the uh, the old hopper up here, the that's right
7: all right thank you Bob and thank,
5: you, Leo, for coming to see thank you John it's great to see you we are we're having a blast come on we'll go down we'll get off the stage here because I don't I don't want to uh, get in the way
7: <laughs>
5: besides I want to get something to eat oh good look at this I don't know if you're allowed to win Alex
10: uh, well you know I'm, I'm not technically affiliated so
5: okay yes right you're just an intern you can you <laughs> Look at this. Alex Gumpel, by the way, who did a great job on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday switching on the uh, high, on the, uh, uh, New Tech TriCaster HD 850. He's an intern. he got about an hour's worth of training. I hope you win. I,
10: I hope so, too. I'll, I'll, I might donate the mic if I do win. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good luck.
5: I see uh, we got Scott Wilkinson over here, a starving artist.
10: Yeah. Hey, I'm a journalist now. got to eat the food. Free food? I'm there.
5: <laughs> Sarah is so oh and look at Sarah you've got a glass of beer.
1: yeah would you like an adult beverage
5: uh, well I wouldn't mind oh, well that's nice a little oh, take, no you, you one's enough for me by the way but you give my staff anybody I who th- wants right? take I take care think, of your staff yeah, they need to they need to relax because they've been working very hard
1: can I tell you a story sure I want to sing the phrases of the gentlemen and ladies at the Apple store in the forum shops here in Las Vegas we were robbed in our room at the. At,
7: oh no! We
1: were robbed inside job. Uh, anything that had the name Apple on it, they took. They left.
5: Oh no! They
1: left Bob's brand new camera, but took all of our my iPad, two computers. So we found out that the forum shops are open till eleven. So I went running because Bob had all kinds of presentations to do. Those guys went to bat for us. I mean, I, I love the guys over the night. So I just wanted to be sure and acknowledge them. And the Apple folks are terrific. And then, thank God for Mobile Me is all I have to say. It was all in the cloud. Was all in the cloud. So get it. I, you know, to think you you it will never happen to you.
5: It I was, am so sorry that that happened to it, you. It
1: did. It was traumatic. You know, you come in there. Your cl- my clothes were all over the floor. Suitcase on the floor.
5: You know, the for inside, years, you know- I have left all my fancy gear there, trusting the staff and, and thinking things would be safe, it's kind of disconcerting.
1: It is very disconcerting, and the people at Harris have not helped. So, But, you know, we've got it all replaced now. We're not happy with them, but that, I just wanted to send a shout-out to the guys, the Apple Store and the Forum Shop. Well done. Caesar's. Yeah, they're my new best friends.
5: I'm so glad we could... You know, they really are great for service. They really do go the extra mile. I,
1: I, you know, they stole my iPad. I said, I'd like to have an iPad. Oh, we have no iPads. And I said, Can you hold me one? We get it they get a shipment every day. Oh I right. They called me today. They had
5: Are you kidding?
1: Yeah, so I'm the proud That's thanks right. to them with a new iPad 2.
5: iPad 2. So yeah,
1: my stars are back in alignment again. <laughs>
5: yeah, you're you're very lucky. Hey, let's say hi to Walter. Hi Walter.
11: Leo, I'm uh, Walt. I'm. I was the CTO of Digital Cinema Initiatives, the consortium put together by the seven studios to create the specification for the digital movie format for theaters to replace 35 millimeter film. Thank goodness. Any time you would like to get together and chat about something, or
5: I would love to. Look what it says on his card: white hair, white hat, white horse. One of the good guys, Wal Ordway. Well, Wal, it's so nice to meet you.
11: Anytime. I'd be glad to tell you what we did, how we did it, and what what's, what's so novel about it. Well, and
5: I have to say, it's been a huge success because there are very few theaters you can go to these days that don't have digital cinema.
11: In about three or four more years, forget it, the 35 mil will be gone in the local theaters. You so, uh, know, today, I... Oh, a lot sure. more to it than that, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, it's sound, it's screens, it's... It, it's, worth, it's more than that. If I'm distribution. A, if you're an exhibitor, if you're digital... Oh, uh, you can bring in the Metropolitan Opera. You can bring in these other things. They do that in my local theater. They have Christie, and it's incredible, the DLP. You make, you make a few more bucks. You might have a drinking. Anyway, anytime you want to talk
5: about it, I'd be glad to talk with you. Great to talk to you. You know what I saw today? I went over to the Red booth, and they have a, they have a Sony 4K projector, and they just showed a beautiful a movie they shot in one week on Red. It was stunning. Yeah, yeah. It was 4K coming to the theaters soon.
11: Uh, 4K is well. Sony's only putting out 4K. Uh, the Texas Instrument folks, Barco, Christie, and NEC—they uh, Texas Instruments put out their 4K chips. Those are all DLPs, the DLP. So they're now delivering their 4K. So
5: most of our theaters are going to be 4K. Uh,
11: yeah, yeah. Soon, soon. Uh, more than half the theaters will be 4K. Plus, the, the, the digital 3D was also part of the spec. Anytime you want. To really?
5: Go. You guys were that prescient. You knew that 3D yeah. was coming.
11: Are you ready? A gentleman by the name of Cameron. You probably heard his name. Jimmy? As we were getting towards the end of the spec, he, he called me to his office. and He said, I want to make sure we have 3 d And I'm working on this movie for the last five years. Well, he was work, getting ready to work on He wanted to make sure 3D was in our spec. I said, Mr. Cameron... Uh, It's called 48 frames a second,
5: Uh, 24-24. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Walt, you were prescient. So nice to meet you. We will talk. I'd love to talk more with you. It's really nice to meet you. Thank you. White hat. White horse.
0: White right right hair.
5: One of the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Leo, I want you to meet the engineer of the year a couple oh, of yeah, years ago. Guy, do you know I this guy? I work for him. Are you kidding? He's the, I'm a premier uh, broadcaster. Right. Yeah, yeah. If it weren't for uh, Charles, Chuck, do I call you Chuck?
6: Charlie, Chuck, Charlie. Charlie yeah.
5: If it weren't for Charlie, I tell you, I probably wouldn't be on the air. You're on our, you're on our local station. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I yeah. come out of the Sherman Oaks uh, facility right, there. Right, and of right. course, I was on KFI for yeah. years. Yeah, Lark Hadley is the... Engineer this. This him. This ham call is K A four A. Do you have to be a ham to be a chief? No, but it helps. <laughs> it helps. It helps.
7: <laughs> it, helps. Um, it
5: does help. Well, you got a lot more credibility. I gotta say, yeah. Well, it's so nice to meet you, Good. Charlie. Charlie came on uh, our this week you know, in Radio Tech. Yeah, I was on this morning. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, are you, what's your responsibility for Clear Channel? I'm a market engineer in Florida. I have over how many stations? Six. 5 FM and 1 AM. They don't They don't let you uh, go to bed at any time at all, do they? And I have to do IT also. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that special? That's special, yeah. yeah. Well, it's great to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Clear Channel, of course, uh, my my homeboys. That's right. Thank you, Charlie. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming by. I just found one of my wonderful friends that we
0: practically grew up together in Marissa. He worked for oh, me for a couple him, of years. Now,
5: we're talking Marissa, St- Masina, Illinois.
0: Illinois. He's from Redbud, Illinois. Oh, and man, I, I want Stan to come over here and say hello. Hey, Stan. Stan Andrea,
3: Dickens. Honored to meet you, sir. It's great pleasure. to see you. Great to see yeah, you, too. I hear you grew up in Marissa. You know, what? Uh, back, close, close, but back in the day, uh, used to sweep the short, forth the shop, and then, uh, the rest is history, as they say, but learned us, a lot from this Let's, movie. let's tell the whole network what you really do. Uh, I, I have a production company. I do, uh, uh, basically turnkey production for, from the Playboy Mansion to Anthony Robbins to... Somebody happy with, about the Playboy <laughs> Mansion yeah. there. We got a tour out with Nelly right now, but we do a lot of live production stuff, so... Oh, interesting, that is. He uh, pays the bills. He yeah. pays...
0: he... he Personally, spends most of his time with Tony Robbins. Whenever, wow! Are lucky?
3: I know a young lady, that, a little Amber McCarthy. Sure, do. Yeah, I good Amber. friend of Tony's, of course. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Amber and I uh, spent some time Was together he, in Palm Springs in the plane. Uh, well, that too. Tony's yeah. got a nice yeah. plane, I <laughs> yeah. hear. Toronto. Yeah. We were all over Canada, and then yeah. ended up in Palm Springs, and then and she went off, and I guess got married and. She's got a. I think she's got a child now. Uh, she
5: does, little Connor. She's uh, doing great, yeah. And, of course, she does a show on our network every week, uh, so we're big fans, as a. you know. I will. Well, I'll s- say Stan said
6: hey.
0: Stan and we all started out in Marissa together, and he's really doing well, and I'm really proud of what Stan Nickens has done over that's his lifetime. Meet you. Thanks. I appreciate Sarah. it. Bob, I want so you to come and
6: talk to Nathan. It. All right.
5: Look at all the great people we're meeting here. I
0: tell
6: you, this oh, is you – know
12: hi, Nathan, Leo. Oh, I'm a big not, fan. Not oh, oh, that's I loved you in the uh, Hacker movie here. Uh, oh, you
5: saw me in that, did you? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Adrian Lamo.
12: Yeah, and about uh, going to the New York Times site, if I'm not mistaken, cracked Yeah, just using things that uh, anybody could do. But you're
9: not a hacker, are you?
12: I'm not. I'm. A, I'm what you would say a, a white hacker. How do you do? Oh, I just I just go to websites and just use um, regular techniques to see if I can break anything or help uh, help any websites out. I don't go public with it like uh, some other guys. I'll just send a me- if I find something, I'll send a message over to uh, the company in question and say
5: you're busy. These days, I mean, with these with this um, MySQL cross-site, uh, you know, uh, problem that they've had. What do they call that,
6: um, Liza?
12: Liza Moon. Well, I don't even get. Into- oh dear. My main thing is radio engineering now because I'm, I'm a big ham guy. In fact, in fact, the first. Uh,
1: Nathan,
5: Nathan has a fabulous story. Two years, two years ago, right? He- first, what's your call sign? Uh, AJ4UD. <laughs> you don't have to send out postcards. If people say they saw you on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> oh,
12: thank you. <laughs> um, in fact, the uh, well, it was, uh, yeah, two years ago, I had just actually gotten my ham license, and I came here um, just to talk with people. I enjoyed the um, the great thing that is ham radio, and uh, I won a tower the first night. So, unfortunately, I... I re- Do you have to put it in your baggage to get it home? Uh, hey, a shipping was included. Oh, thank goodness. No, no, not for... Not- how, how big of a tower? Uh, it was a uh, minimum 195 feet. Yeah. we're still waiting. How the good that's going to do you. Quite exceeded that 50-pound limit there.
6: Yeah,
12: uh, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to have it because I was renting my place, and so we uh, donated, it to, donated it to a firehouse, so it's being used, as it should, for first responders. That's great. Yes, absolutely. But uh, thank you very much for doing what you do. We all appreciate it.
5: So nice to meet you, Nathan. Keep up the good work. Stay away from my website. Hi, how are you? What's your name? I'm Sue Brown,
13: and I'm a teacher, and you, I'm a big fan of yours. What do you teach? I teach technology. And where? At Taft High School for LA Unified. You, what are, what
5: are, that is a challenge to, te- to keep high school kids interested, but I bet they're more interested in technology than, let's say, Ben Franklin.
13: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they can make it sing, and they love anything that we bring on board, but on top of teaching the technology to the kids. We also teach professional development to teachers and educators throughout the district.
5: Extremely important. You know, a lot of companies will come, they dump technology on the school, and they say, see ya, and no one knows how to use it. Absolutely, and so that's exactly what we're doing. And because right now there is no
13: funding, the school districts have had to pull back on what they're able to contribute. So we've started a company where we're able to offer professional development uh, to anybody outside, in Los Angeles and outside, with um, continuing education units and we have various universities and state universities that are on
5: board with us, and so I wanted to That's fantastic. EdTechWorkshops.com So if you're a teacher, K-12, through you can go to EdTechWorkshops.com and find out about professional development so you can help use technology in, in schools. Are you finding teachers are using iPads now more?
13: You know, we are. And we're we're using iPads, we're using iPhones, smartphones.
5: Really? Even smartphones? Oh,
6: absolutely.
5: How do you use a smartphone in a curriculum?
13: We're using it for the connectivity, for the internet, for email. The kids are staying connected 24 hours. VHF, digital handbook. Here
7: Okay, we're still looking for 248-463. 248-632. 463, you got it. 248-180. Right. And two four eight four four three. Alright, still looking for 632 for the last three digits. 248632. 248180. Four,
14: four, four, three. Can you hear me now? How long did you not Just now, a the They beat a
5: lot of high schools if they were the national champions.
13: Yes, we did. And we love to continue that with our kids.
5: Sometimes I worry that technology is used in schools as a babysitter, as a way to not teach. So it's really important that we incorporate technology into the curriculum in a way that supports teachers in getting their job done.
13: Oh, absolutely. And what we're missing is that that middle ground there. We're missing the software to keep the continuing education going. We don't have software to support the operating systems. We don't have the connectivity to keep the, the, the workflow going so it's a cyclical problem but we do have a stopgap in that we can continue the education so that the teachers can have the options to make the technology work. You
5: know what I see time and time again is teachers spending their own money, their own time bringing their own equipment in because they, teachers are so committed to the kids and to learning that it always moves me to see how hard teachers work to get their job done. Sometimes fighting against the worst budget situation, the I mean, it's really great. They they, they do such a good job. You do such a good job. Thank you.
13: And I appreciate your support for education. I can't tell you what a fan I am, and I know my students are as well.
5: Well, I'll give a shout-out to Taft High School. That's great. Do you have a geek squad?
13: Um, We don't yet. tech team? We're going to be coming up with one very soon. Absolutely. Because
5: uh, those of us who grew up on the AV squad, we need something to do, right? Right, absolutely. You're our best troubleshooters. I bet half the room here was on the AV squad.
13: Oh, yeah. We have our AV department, and now I'm looking for our networking department. I want someone to run our servers. That's what we're missing. The AV we've got. So my fine arts are good. I need my networking and my servers Mi Wi-Fi people. And AT&T has come on board with us as well. So we're now all fiber optics. So at least we're able to get the information out there.
5: What we found is that in every 100 or 200 kids, there's usually one kid who is seriously into this. He runs a Linux server at home. Xavi, you know who you are at a high school that my kids go to. And it's that kid that ends up, doing so much for the school and you know we had that kid as a matter of fact because graduate
13: darn them and but he came back and unfortunately because of all those budget cuts we had to let him go or we lost him and it was an enormous loss for
5: us because, as you know, they work well beyond what the – get more than 40 hours a week at
13: Absolutely.
5: Absolutely. Well, Ed, I'm going to send everybody to edtechworkshops.com. If you're a teacher, a great place to get additional training and professional development. Right. And it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for coming by. Susan Brown in the computer science department at uh, the Los Angeles Unified School District, Taft High School. So nice to meet you, Susan.
13: Nice to meet you, Leo. Thank you so much
5: for everything that you do. I love what I'm doing. I'm a teacher, too, aren't I? You are absolutely the best. I just don't have kids throw stuff at me. Oh, hey. no spitballs in my class. Absolutely not. A big shout out. Thank Thanks, you. Susan. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Alex Lindsay's here. Hey, how's it going? It's great. So, have you been enjoying NAB, okay, the NAB up. show? I, I think have you're a, in,
8: in a, a pig and hog heaven. I am. I'm, I'm covered yeah. with mud. I'm covered yeah. with, with uh, media mud.
5: I, I have to say, I did not expect. To have so much fun and to want so much mm-hmm. stuff—it's—it's it's for me even more interesting in some ways than CES because this is this is stuff that's doing real work. Yeah, it is it's not, not silly stuff. It's not toys. It's no. not Chrome. It's not stuff that you throw away after six months. This right. is. Hardcore tech that's doing a tough job day in, day out. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Well, and it's, it's not like, will it, will it break in two
8: weeks? It's like, I'm going to be in the mud and I'm going to be outside and this thing still it's has to run. and critical stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
5: So it's so much fun to see this. I mean, this yeah. is where really tech hits the road. Yeah. It's where it really matters. And yeah, I'm, I'm, so much fun. I'm glad
8: you, you, we, we got you out here. Yeah, no, you in, won me over. Yeah, so it's going to it's, uh, it's, it's gonna be exciting night. And we found lots of things to um, talk to Lisa about. Yeah, lots of things we want
5: to buy. I know you looked at a jib, you looked at a steady cam, We're looking at all sorts of virtual a stuff. With a jib. Yeah, I saw. I heard that. I don't understand that. It was sticking cam with out of a... your chest.
8: It, 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 you hook it right here, and then it's like that sounds
5: like a great way to break your back. You know, one thing I gotta say, and I'll say this to you, Hilton Goring, our camera operator. They treat shooters terribly in this business. They act like you guys could carry hundreds of pounds. Now you got a jib coming out of your chest. It's that's workers' comp right there. I can I can just see it right there.
8: That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of massage behind that. Hey,
5: let's say hi to Jason. So good to see you, Jason Davies. Uh, Lumen. Jason yes. is with Bias Sound. Yes, we are moving we, we, this into this is
6: this is our office. yeah both of us.
15: Yeah. Oh, good to see you. Dude. Yeah, yeah good to see you, Is
5: your business development at Bias. Yes. And it's real. I didn't know you'd be here, but of course you would. Oh, yeah. Is Bias here? here.
15: Oh, oh, yes, we are. We're exhibiting our latest edition of Peak. In fact, it features a D-Clipper. D- Technology, so if you speak too loudly into the mic and clip the signal digitally, we can fix it. We were talking about this earlier, it
5: actually fills in the sound.
15: Yeah, what it does is that's a huge problem. Yes, because what happens is it gets squared off and you lose that information. So, what we do is we interpolate on either side.
8: Wow. Of that peak and so. fill it in,
5: and it's it's
15: really. And I mean,
8: in the field, that's one of the number one problems with Absolutely. digital recorders. Is Once that you're you going to get a clip. it That way, you're stuck. I mean, well, you no used way. to be. Yeah, it's used to be.
15: So we've had broadband noise reduction for a while. We came out right. with a Adapt- sound soap is the king of cleanup. Yeah. And sound soap Pro with the adaptive noise reduction, but now we have the Peak Studio, which includes everything, and it's wow. basically the same price but more bang. So we say. More bang, same buck. That's it is a fantastic. I actually
5: just got the new Peak Studio, and it's really yeah. a great piece of software. I'm very happy. We also have
15: this. It's our um, iPro recorder for the iPhone. Oh, look at yeah, that! It's gorgeous. It. It's very cool, and you can you can send uh, the files directly to Peak via Wi-Fi for instant editing. Wow! Very very cool. It's got a little jog wheel.
8: Um, it's, a, it's a gorgeous interface. Yeah, you know, it's nice.
15: Oh, it's a couple bucks.
8: Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's
5: a little more than that. Mm-hmm.
15: It's four ninety nine, and typically we run sales on it. You know, down to $1.99, 99 cents. Sometimes I think right now it's two ninety nine. I must have.
5: Oh, I'm going to get it. In fact, it might be my pick of I think, the week next week. Next I week, think week. I actually might have, have it.
15: I wanted to thank you again, Leo, for
5: supporting me in my council run for city council. He was trying to get on the city council, and they uh, pulled a fast one on us. And they
15: council. Uh, uh, in Petaluma,
5: they uh, we had an empty seat. Uh, yes, and, uh, you got to let small Jason town run around. number four vote-getter. Out of the three, get the get the seat. The fourth one is, you know, right under the wire. He was the natural choice, and uh, I went and spoke at the city council trying to get him in there because this guy knows tech, and we needed to have tech and Petaluma. But let me thank you because we are really excited. We're about two months from getting into the new studios. I don't know if you've been over there.
15: I haven't been. Zach went over there the other day to check it out, and he saw that all the old
5: offices have been gutted, the cubicles out. But we also painted, and it's going to be really awesome. spectacular. We got a big green
8: you know, screen site where you uh, where the cubicles used to that's be. That's awesome.
15: Well, you know, I also serve on the tech committee I'm, I'm actually chair of the technology committee that you served on
8: i was on it for about
5: three three weeks
15: yeah. did you get the email <laughs> from tim williamson because he was suggesting maybe we do some little video promo on your business expansion you know
5: i did and i meant to send it back i'd be very interested That'd
15: be awesome so i i told tim i'd follow up with you on it maybe it's a deal Deal. Make the deal. Shake your we're hand a, right now.
8: It's a, it's a media <laughs> hub. <This> is, <laughs> I, I really think Petaluma could be. So, so we're trying, trying to turn Petaluma absolutely. into that. Yeah. yeah.
15: Close proximity to the Bay Area. Excellent town.
5: Well, and some amazing uh, people there, like Bias Sound. Uh, I, I think that this is an op- like There is a lot of tech. Like when I when I uh, worked at Lucasfilm, I just moved up there. By the way, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm
8: up there now, and my and my friends. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends were working uh, in and living in Petaluma and working at Lucasfilm and so on and so forth. So there's a real high tech artsy community that's up. There.
15: And that's what provides the good income that that gets back into the city coffers. It's not just about making more shopping malls all the time. You know, we've got to to really cultivate the tech jobs that can bring the kind of salaries we need to grow the city in a sustainable way. Absolutely. Absolutely.
14: Nice to see you,
5: Jason. Thank you you. so much. Congratulations. Well done. All right. All right. See you later. And Bob Heil and Sarah Heil liked Petaluma a little bit when you visited, didn't you? You better believe it. I'd love to move there.
0: (laughs) It's a beautiful town. It's great. I see why you're there. I found a gentleman from the Dominican Republic. Joe. Joe.
5: Buenos dias. Buenas tardes. Buenas tardes. No. <laughs> That's as far as I go. Many of the people speak Spanish. I know. And, in fact, it is a huge. Oh, yeah. Watch the number. He has got. He might win. I don't want to miss the winning thing. So what do you do in the Dominican? I know the broadcaster uh, FMAM Now, uh, I've been told, I've been talking to Bob and, uh, and uh, others that in fact, uh, because in many, in many cases in these nations they were nation-run, government-run stations it's now opening up so there are now new privately-run stations Is that the case in the Dominican Republic as well?
14: Yes uh, the, administra- the new administration, on the, the new Lloyd and the Dominican Republic is, is to open It's very uh, wide So it's new? You know, it's a lot. A lot of it, about six years. And how many stations are there now? A lot.
5: Yeah. As many as the spectrum can handle. That's exciting, though. And there's a variety now of uh, not only music, but I'm sure public affairs programming.
14: Maybe music, uh, public affairs, and news. News is so important. And not government-controlled. No, no. It's private right here. Yeah. Private radio. The government have uh, three or four stations. They use uses for education uh, and for the armed forces.
5: It's interesting because radio for us feels like an old technology. But when you can start getting all these stations over the last six years, it is so important to a company like the a country like the Dominican Republic.
14: And, uh, yesterday, yesterday here, the Indotel... El Instituto Dominicano de las Telecomunicaciones announced uh, the new format for TV, ASTC. You're going to use ATSC in Latin America? in America, Honduras, Puerto Rico, uh, now Republic, Dominican Republic. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, did that end in 2015? What were you using before? Nice HD top you know NTSC,
7: yeah.
14: Two four eight four six eight. What yeah. do you, there what do you
5: support guys? the NTSC? Not never the same color we call it. Yeah, that's
14: right. <laughs> that is the
5: right. one. So ATSC is a big step forward for digital
14: four, six, uh, and mobile now. And mobile. I'll I'll try the and the radio AM and FM. Uh, uses the ubiquity system HD radio.
5: Okay. Yeah, ubiquity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
14: But uh, David and a, a, a restoration of the band because there are much stations togethers and the white band they're interfering the well it's such a
5: pleasure to meet you thank you for coming to uh, our country and for sharing your experience hey I come here every year from long times ago it's fun isn't it yeah. nice to meet you thanks for coming we really appreciate it
7: and you-
5: Oh, my God, there's cameras. Lots of people are gathering around trying to win prizes. Bob, did he win anything? Did, did he win anything? Not yet. Oh, man. Young. You know, we were talking. Uh, what's interesting is radio is exploding in Latin America and Asia because they've been government-run stations for so long. All of a sudden, he said six years, the law changed. and now privately held radio stations. And he says now we're, they're interfering with each other. There's so many. I think that's great. But well, they don't have an FCC to tell them what to do. Yeah, nobody's telling them what to do. I think, you know, there's pluses and minuses. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Bring them on over here. We've got we've got some more people. Sarah Heil, you're going to inter- you're introducing us to the most interesting people.
1: I do. That's because I'm just surrounded by I have an interesting husband number 1.
5: You sure do. I like to point that you have a character of a husband.
1: Leo Laporte, I want you to meet Andy Ebert. Andy Ebert. Hi
5: Andy. Nice to meet you. Hi. In
1: front of the house. Engineer for Stone Temple Pilots.
16: Wow! Engineer, actually, I'm the monitor engineer. I mix the sound for
5: the bands, but it's close enough. I'm FOH monitor. It's all the same. Twenty-two twenty-one.
6: Whatever. (laughs) So
5: nice to meet you, Andy. Very nice to meet you. How long have you been with the Pilots?
16: Uh, The last three years, since 2008. Lots of touring. Oh yeah, plenty. How do you like the road? You know, mainly I love it, but it has uh, definitely some rough times here and there. Like we... well, and
5: it's tough for you because, you know, but not only a lot of time on buses, but you have to get there first. You have very little time. You've got to set up. If you're doing the monitors, that's where the musicians complain the most. You are on the line.
16: Yes, sir. The hot seat right there. And uh, we start at 8 in the morning and we're finished at 2 the
5: next morning. So, yes, wow, long. <laughs> and you set it up? They play a show, and now you've got to break it down, get on the bus, and go to the next show. Correct. Well, you, you have my deepest respect. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of speakers do you use? We use uh, a combination of
16: in-ear monitors, which is... Um, right.
5: They all do that now, don't they? You know, it's funny. I was watching a concert from many, many years ago. In fact, it was Bob Heil's uh, pictures uh, from... I can't remember if it was Frampton or one of the many groups that he's done. And the monitors are these big speakers... On the stage, they're not wearing uh, earphones. That's changed things a lot, hasn't it?
16: Oh, yeah. They're still around, those big speakers, and we still carry them. Feedback issues? and Not really anymore, because it's mainly through the in-ears, which helps dramatically. I'm sure it does. Yeah. The musicians can finally hear. Sound pressure levels are lower, so they don't lose their hearing. You know what? Hopefully. But so many of them are so deaf already that they just crank it up even more, which doesn't help. (laughs) Do you scold them? Some of them you can. You, you can only say, don't turn it off. Well, you can only try so much, you know. And as you said, I'm in the hot seat, so you got to be careful.
5: So what do they use, ultimate ears? What is the most common? Yes.
16: Yeah. I'm using ultimate ears, and most bands I work with use ultimate ears. They're definitely way up there. Good sound. Yeah, great sound. Expensive products. Well, you have to get it molded for one thing. The molding is like 50 bucks, and then the product is another thousand. <laughs>
5: so I guess the molding isn't a big cost compared to the product. A thousand dollars. Yep. But it's worth it. I imagine these guys have several pairs. They're not going to risk it all on one pair. You
16: need a main pair and then a backup pair in case the main pair goes down. It's got to be replaced within.
5: 20 seconds. Are the monitors in a separate mix, or how does that work?
16: Yes, I'm I'm at the side of the stage, have a separate console, so I can control everything. On my own, and the other, the front-of-house guy who mixes the sound for the audience can control everything he wants to control. It's completely separate, though. Completely separate.
5: And the musicians, do they want to hear themselves more in the mix? Do they want to hear the mix? What is it different for every musician? With, is,
16: since there are in-ears now, or for the last few years, everybody basically has a CD mix, and then they want to hear themselves a little louder. Correct,
5: yeah. okay. That makes sense, I guess. So you can hear what you're playing, but you've got to hear what everybody else is playing, too. For the most part. Some,
16: some guys don't want to hear that guy, for example, so you just don't. don't. They say
5: that? They say, whatever you do, I don't want to hear the guitar.
16: That happens. Really? Not the guitar, but... because the they're having a fight? Some days. It can be. In the pop, in the pop world, that happens, for sure. And, and vocalists, do they do anything different? Um, it's basically the same thing, but the vocals are usually very loud, and then... With the Stone Temple Pilots, it's uh, so effects-heavy. All I do during the show is mixing
5: reverb. So you're changing it all the time. Oh, yeah, throughout the show. The, the, but you're not controlling the front-of-house reverb, so you're you're putting it into their mix Correct. to match what the front-of-house is doing. No, it's usually... Just to make them happy? It's very different just to make them happy. Really? That's all I do. Sweeten that up, because he sounds terrible. Now, come on, auto-tune. Are you using any auto-tune? There are bands out there that do use it,
16: but uh, those guys not at all. They don't need it. No, you know most rock bands don't. Yeah, you know, they because they're not.
5: They don't have to be pitch perfect anyway. Exactly. It's more the fun of the show and the, pe- the energy, the feeling, and the and the emotion. Not so much the the exact notes. Absolutely. In the pop world, that's it can be different. You see a lot of it. I mean, and then you'll get a. Uh, I won't say any names, but you'll see a performer in a live situation without her auto tune. And, oh, they can't sing.
16: And there are so many bands out there that come to radio or or pop acts singers that come to a radio show and give their CD to the sound guy. Yeah,
5: say, I'll lip sync. Uh, Basically. Yes, sir. I'm not singing. I will, I'm lip-syncing right now, by the way. I always do that.
1: I always lip-sync. Oh, yeah, because
5: I'll never get it just right, so I always pre-record all my interviews. You've got to save your voice. It makes sense. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, what a fascinating job you have. How, how interesting. Now, are you here? Will you buy stuff here? I mean, is this kind of like a shopping spree for you, or is it more just to see what's out there?
16: You know what? I was meeting up with Bob and Sarah today. Bob had a little seminar. So you were part of the
5: FOH seminar he did?
16: Correct. Correct, yeah. That's
5: great. Did you get to see the show floor at all? No.
16: Do you want to? I do live in Vegas, and uh, is it still running tomorrow? uh,
5: I think it's over.
1: I think it's over.
16: Uh
5: Oh, so I missed that one. Next year. (laughs) You don't need to see any of this stuff. You know what you use. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming over. Really great. My pleasure. What great people we have here. It's really fun. It's so neat. Yeah. Let Let me talk to this ham over here. He's a life member of the
4: Atlantic Division. Hugh Katz, K3HU. I like it. How'd you get HU, Hugh? It's a vanity call. I was happen to pick it up uh, as a vanity call. Cost me a little, a little extra money. It's easy to remember. Yes, it is. And my name is Hugh, so it works perfect. It works pretty good. Yes. How long have you been a ham? I, well, my first license was in 1962. So you know the dit, dit, dit dot, dot, dot pretty well. Yes, but it kind, of, it kind of gets away from me after a while at my age. Nobody does code anymore, do they? Oh, yes, a lot of people do code. They, uh, Just for fun? Well, that's the hobby. It's the hobbies for fun. Yes. We listen to you in Washington D.C. area, Maryland, uh, W.M.A.L. in the D.C. Yeah. Yes, I listen to you on weekends sometimes when I can get you. I don't always get you. You're. I need a ham rig. Maybe I need a hundred foot mast. That would work great. Great, <laughs> best thing you put up there.
5: Actually, you know, uh, we're starting a ham show. Bob Heil's going to host it called Ham Nation. I'm asking people, what do you think of that name, Ham Nation? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. And I, I thought we'd do a segment where Bob would, basically help me become a ham because I'm not a ham, and I thought I'm a
4: ham bone. But very easy these days. You don't need Morse code. It's a lot easier. It's a lot, lot easier. So, the, so uh, he'd help me get through the tests, uh, get the equipment. Yes, and the, and the hobby is building up somewhat. Is it really? Yes, it is, somewhat. It's, it's building up even with the uh, Internet and the people on computers. Well, that's what I was wondering because, you know, uh, I used
5: to do a lot of uh, uh, shortwave listening because I used to love to pick up, you know, DX stations from all over the world. It was really fun when I was a kid, but now every one of those stations is on the Internet. That's true. It's still fun to DX, but it's not the same.
4: Well, you can do hamming also on the Internet. You can go radio to computer, computer to radio. So that doesn't take the thrill out of it? Somewhat. The, the best thing is riding around in your car. And, uh, You're a mobile ham? Uh, my, my HF operation, operation is mobile, but uh, around town uh, I'm on VHF and UHF. But when I go on the road and I travel, I get on the HF frequencies uh, from my big car, not my little car. And uh, it's fun. I, you know, one of the reasons uh, I want to do this show, of course, is because
5: hams are the original geeks. I mean, they, they really are into the technology. That's why they do it.
4: And your show is fantastic. I mean, it's, it really is. get a lot of, uh, lot of the technical stuff from the computer side on your show. So if you could do some ham stuff, wouldn't that be great? Uh, it would, and maybe I can get some young kids into this uh, hobby. Yes, very definitely. Kurt, love to do it. Yes. And I'm retired from the U.S. government, so uh, we have, what did you do, Hugh? I'll give it, Oh, you were a spook or three letters? Close. Voice of America. VOA. I was with VOA for 36 years. That's fantastic. Five and a half years. Now, were you based in D.C., or did you go around? Based in D.C., but I went around too. Uh, and were you an engineer? Uh, yes, I was a technician. Started out four years in the studio and then spent 31 and a half years out in the field working with the network crews out on the streets of Washington, D.C., traveled around the world with presidents and. All kinds of things, sporting events, uh, Olympics, uh, political conventions. Which one has alcohol in it? <laughs> That's the one you need. Well, I find for lubricating the vocal cords. And the, voice, and the Voice of America is still on the air. A lot of people... That's what I want to ask you. People think that Voice of America is gone. It's not. Voice of America is still here. And How many countries... I can't tell you now I think it's over 40 at this time at one time it was over 50 there's been some budget cuts I think sometimes we think of Radio Free Europe and Voice of America as propaganda machines not Voice of America we RFE was RFE somewhat yes but they were talking to the eastern block the, the Soviet block and uh, America is kind of a legitimate uh, legitimate news uh, news agency we broadcasted to these countries Tell them what their news is that they can't get on their own radios in their country. Voice of America also has television, and they've had television for years, and uh, they're also on the Internet. But we do not broadcast in the United States. But uh, I've been retired now for almost seven years. Well, you do a good plug for VOA. Yes, and I did work in broadcasting for 50 years. Wow. 1954 at Michigan State University. In uh, East Lansing, Michigan, and uh, worked for two networks. Worked NBC on the West Coast. I worked for ABC on the on the East Coast. I worked for ABC in Detroit when WXYZ was. Was an great station, a great I worked station. Worked with people like Soupy Sales, and uh, oh, I love the soup. So I had a had a lot of uh, quite a, quite a quite a career and quite an experience, and I've traveled around the world for Voice of America and did a lot of broadcasting for them.
5: Broadcasting it is an amazing business. I was saying this earlier. I'm just so proud to be a part of of this business.
4: Yes, it's it's a great business. Uh, multi- it's, changing. it's changing. Yes, it is changing. Thanks to the internet, but uh, the
5: fundamentals are not changing. Of People talking to one another and having a conversation that goes out to the world. Having what's nice now is the world comes back to us through interactivity. So it really is just people making a connection. Yes.
4: And I was just watching this this gentleman here you've got on camera, and of course I did that many many years ago, but that was something that small. I work. It's high def you. Yes, I know, but 1080p. The original uh, TK. TK40 RCA cameras which weighed three hundred pounds when I was NBC yes. at Burbank and they, they were weren 't as good as this 40. no they weren 't
5: it 's really amazing now you want to really be amazed on his this is live we 're broadcasting right now on his back is a backpack it 's a live view backpack with 12 3G cards in it, it they 're <laughs> bonding the bandwidth so that we can send this up high
4: definition to the internet this is fantastic in real time yes the technology has increased so much. Since I got in it in 1954, the technology has just gone wild. It's wild. It's- you know, I always wonder what somebody like Arthur Godfrey would have done with something like this. That's right. That's well, what an opportunity. Ernie Kovacs. I mean, what an opportunity. Yes, they were a little be- little before me. I had friends that worked with uh, with Godfrey when he was at WTOP in Toledo and in. Well, Soupy Sales. I mean, I love Soupy. Well, I was- worked with Soupy at WXYZ in Detroit. In 1958, I, I can tell you something right now. Before he went to the network, but it was an ABC o and station at the time, and it was a fantastic show. He did the, the kitty show in the morning, which was a lot of fun. With White f- Fang. White Fang and Black Tooth. <laughs> and you'd work the uh, the evening show for the adults, which was pretty... Very adult. Very, very adult. Even his kid show is pretty adult. I have to say, I grew up to Suby
5: Sales, very influenced by him. And I, I just know. I didn't know him, but I could just tell. He would have loved this, and he would have used this and been so creative with it. He was, he
4: was, a, he was a great fellow. Great fellow. Hugh, so nice to meet you. K3HU. Yes, Leo Laporte, and I will keep listening to you. And I spent somebody who told me about your television. I'm not sure if he knew you at the time. I've written it down someplace. I've got to see you on television. Twit.tv. Twit.tv. It's only on the Internet now. Only on the Internet. Which we like. Yes. Well, I Because like nobody that. tells me what to do. You, that's, that's great
5: that's great I tell you right now if we were on NBC right now we would have been dead oh, F- hours
4: ago and the FCC is here to this weekend too <laughs> this week so yeah, I saw Julius walking down there yes road. yeah said, you can't touch me baby that's right it's <laughs> wonderful it's been a pleasure meeting you and talking to you and keep listening to voice of america tell them voa is still on the air on shortwave they're on internet voa.gov and uh, So you can hear it in the U.S. now? You can hear it in the U.S. on the Internet. If you have a shortwave receiver at home, you can also pick it up, and you could for many, many years. People. Yeah. And legendary broadcasters at the VOA who don't get a lot of credit. It really was, and am- it still is, an amazing institution. Books written about the VOA that uh, are very interesting too, and I'm reading one now by Alan Hile, who was a former uh, deputy director of Voice of America. I'd like to read that actually. And well, I can't tell you exact title of it. I'll find it, Yeah, find it. But it's by Alan Hile, another Hile, and uh, it, it's a very. It tells the history of Voice of America from the. Oh, early days from 1951, and then when they moved to Washington, D.C. in 1954. And I read it, and I know a lot of these people I know. I know. So it's authentic. It is authentic, yes. It's very, and VOA is. You may live in D.C., but I see you're still a Tigers fan. Well, I'm a Tigers I'm. Born, Never give it up. Born in Detroit, grew up in Lansing, Michigan, and uh, I'm a Tigers fan and a Lions fan for, for many, many years.
5: Thank you, Hugh. Great and to meet you. Thanks for coming time. by. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Okay, so, yeah. Hey, how are you, Shannon? Are you with BSW? I'm the sales manager at BSW, yes. We're big fans, you know.
10: Well, thank you. We're yeah. big fans of yours as well. We
5: buy a lot of crap.
13: <laughs> well, thank you. We, we
10: that. Mostly
5: from BSW.
13: We like it when people yeah. buy
10: a lot of crap. I got
5: to tell you, Sweetwater puts candy in their boxes. Can you work on that?
15: We do put candy in our- Oh! <laughs>
5: we a whole candy thing. Yes. You're the Almond Roca. Forget those other I love the Almond Roca. Is that why you do so with every microphone every amplifier every box you buy you get a little arm and rope
7: a little speed fans for a while bsw 59
5: does Carrie underwood have this
7: problem yes yeah. It's the way, way I'm holding it. I hold it wrong.
5: So I'm going to hold it like this from now on. Yeah. Do you have any advice, uh, Shannon, for how I should hold this?
1: Um, no, actually, I think you're, you're doing quite well. Thank you.
5: Thank you very much. i mean, It's, it's all about the pinky, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, BSW is one of the sponsors here. I see the table is almost empty.
17: Yes, the raffle goes quite quickly. Yes.
5: And the
1: cheese.
17: the cheese. The raffle
5: and the cheese. You can't tell. One is going to go first, but we don't know which. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for putting this on.
1: for being here. Yeah, we're happy it's to great you. to we're have here. you. Thank it's a great you. group of people.
5: BSWUSA.com. Thank you, Shannon. Hey, how are you? Well,
1: this is another one of my great, interesting friends. We is- have
5: so many nice friends, <laughs> and I'm proud to include myself among them.
1: You are. You're on the A-list. It's short, but it's distinguished, Leo. Thank you. This is Matt Aaron. Matt Aaron is the chief engineer
9: for Dave Ramsey.
5: Well, Dave is a legend, and I want to know how he does his radio show from Mexico, because I want to
9: do that, too. Well, we use a gamut of products from Telos and Omni and Axia to do that. But and
5: you use IP, uh, Internet Protocol, to do it, right? It's not ISDN. Uh,
9: actually, the last time we did it, we did it by IP. We did it with a product called the Telos Zip. Um, very interesting product. I mean, it's Skype-based technology. Um, from my understanding, Telos partnered with Skype to be able to do that. So, yeah, We use Skype
5: for a lot of our shows, and we do find Skype has very low latency and very good quality. I mean, it's probably not broadcast you know, standard, but it's pretty good.
9: Oh you'd be surprised on how many actual broadcast stations, mid-market, and actual large broadcast stations are actually using Skype today. As
5: well, We run our station on Skype, so I wouldn't be too surprised.
9: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing technology. IP has really changed the world and how we see it and how we see, I mean, this is the ham radio reception, how we see ham radio today. I mean, IP is, IP is where it's going.
5: So when Dave goes to Mexico, do you get to go with him?
9: Yes unfortunately, and Laura our, unfortunately, yeah Laura, our call screener gets to come with us and you what know. a tough life, yeah, I know, and being you know radio, I mean I get you know to test a very small portion and
5: you know uh, Rams Dave is a legend in the business of, and the way he has managed to make a business out of what he does is really remarkable yes, it is how many stations
9: uh, I'm guessing somewhere I mean i, I can't
5: i'll give you I'll, just to put this in perspective. I personally am on 143 stations.
9: A lot of stations. Dave Ramsey is on? I'm guessing about 400-something. Yeah. Thanks. It's okay. (laughs) But you have good tech people. I I do have good tech people. Yes, you do. In fact, as the host, you would like working with me. I
5: understand technology.
9: I'm I'm not soliciting. Now that, that 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 could be a problem. Is Dave into the technology? No, Dave's more like make it work and make it work. You're right. It's easier if he doesn't get involved, isn't it? No, not necessarily. I I like to educate though. I mean Dave's very Dave is what he is. He's exactly what he says he is. It's not like some of the people I've worked with in the mid market. Oh, do tell. And um, name names. I'm not naming any. Dish. No, I'm not. I'm not. But um those sons of not saying that. Come on now, but no, the uh, but no, Dave. Dave is what he says he is, and it's it's a very it's a great honor to work for for an organization like Dave. And in uh, where
5: else is what other where else does he broadcast from besides? Is it Cancun?
9: We've broadcasted from Cancun. We got we got an trade Leadership, um, which is our business style um, stuff that we do, where Dave teaches uh, you know his business class and you know basically our our playbook and how we built our company to where it is right now. Um, so Cancun and where else? We're going to Orlando, Florida. Uh, we've been to Cancun, I think. Does he? Where, where, where does he live? Brentwood, Tennessee. Does he broadcast from there? Well, Actually, I'm sorry. Frank, Franklin, Tennessee. We have a, we have a studio in Franklin slash Brentwood. We're right on the line between the two cities. Now, he must use
5: ISTN in the home studio.
9: Um, believe it or not, we have a direct circuit to New York uh, that goes to Citadel. A tie line? Yes, you could say. 56K? Uh, 64. 64K? wanted to up you on that. Yeah, it's a little bit better. Yes. It goes to 11. Yes. But we do have ISDN backup. We use ISDN. We use uh, Direct Circuit to New York to, to Citadel Media at this point. They're our main distributor on XDS platform. And then we have a couple little other platforms outside of that to redis- redistribute the show.
5: And he uses Telosaxia? Yes. Yes. So do I. I love
9: it. Is, isn't that an amazing product? Unbelievable.
5: Uh, you know, one of the things that the reason Kirk Harnack from Telos, Came to us and said you really ought to be using Anaxia is because he saw me suffering with mixed minus constantly.
9: Well, it was kind of it's kind of funny. I, I was talking with Dave the other day. We we're talking about mixed minus and all the stuff we do. I mean, we've done Fox Television.
5: Does
4: Dave understand mixed minus?
9: Unfortunately, what? yet yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he knows when it's. He knows when it doesn't work. Yes, yes, but no. D- Dave actually can work through it for a good period of time. Um,
5: it's a nightmare. So, just to, how can we explain this to our audience? who's never experienced the nightmare of hearing yourself back in your headphones.
9: Um, if you enjoy talking drunk, that is how mixed minus works. I mean, that's that's that was the it, 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 in you you hear you say something and you hear it three seconds later. It's, it's very irritating, very irritating. I notice you're running a nice Heil.
5: Yeah, of course. I only use Heil. Are you a Heil in the studios as well?
9: Um, we're Actually, we're using a Shure HMD-25. <laughs> okay, well, it was nice talking to you. We actually use a Shure HMD-25, and I'm actually employing them right now to make Can
5: I just say PR-40, PR PR-40?
9: Yes, but, you know, Dave does this wonderful three-hour radio show every day. So do I. But let me tell you I'm, PR40 baby i'm driving these guys crazy to make a microphone because sure has discontinued their HMD25 oh, i used to use the HMD
5: for a long time so is is it that dave's always moving around so he needs a headset
9: Yes, that's, that's part of the problem. But I've been talking with Bob, and I think Bob's got something on the table. Hey, if you make an HMD
5: 25 replacement, I'd be very interested in myself. One of the nice things about. Um, no, I, I'm more than lubricated. Thank you. One of the nice things about uh, the uh, a headset microphone is it does, for somebody like Dave who is looking at stuff and is moving around, it's much more convenient. I work the mic. I like working a mic. But not everybody wants to do that.
9: Well, and, you know, sports talk, I was talking with some friends of mine up in New York that also run um, some of the new stuff up in New York, too. I mean, they've got the, uh, they've bought a lot of the 25s as well, and sure's discontinued it, and their replacement does not work the same. I mean, that, I mean, their headset mic is better than the Shure Current mic. The Shure Current mic uses a steel frame cable, and the steel frame cable, every time you move, you've got it, you've got it, and, um, their mic element when you flip it up it mutes the mute's okay but the, the mic element as you move up and down it moves up and down and can't do that that's not that's just not okay you know don't
5: tell Sarah but I have about eighteen HMD twenty fives in the uh, in the locker I'll be glad to send you some no that's okay I'm good. <laughs> this is Carrie Underwood's microphone oh dear yeah uh, where, what's Carrie using.
1: Well, she's using the capsule. She's using the, um, uh, yeah, the... So
5: you made this body for her, and she just, uh, she doesn't use it right now.
1: She does use, this is a duplicate, actually. We did this for We have a custom shop that can do anything you want to do. It's
5: Whatever. a little glittery for me.
9: Well, I, I can tell you, though, I've been to their shop. Their shop is amazing. Um, the microphones. I've compared it to the re the re. Oh, it's the
5: best stuff in the world.
9: Re twenty. You you. I the first time I I saw Bob plug in a a pr forty. Let me tell you what I did. I asked Bob. I said Bob, did you drop the, the pr thirty? Not pr thirty. I mean, sorry, the re twenty. So did you drop the re twenty? I mean, what did you do to this thing? Because I was. I'm it's short. It's something. It got compacted. Yeah, uh, your EQ is. It's just. Right. And I plugged the forty in, and I was. Just, it was like all of a sudden I could understand. It
5: all sounds perfect. It's talent, I love a PR-40, and I bet you Dave would. I think you really got to give David. Now, if Dave is one of those guys who wanders off mic like that and goes over like that, that's not a microphone for him because the off-axis rejection is so high that you just lose it right away.
9: That is correct. And and as I said, I've I've talked to these guys about some, some headsets, and I would imagine that there's... he's building some for us.
6: There's, yeah, he is. I, I
9: don't want to say anything, but,
5: Bob, uh, I, we use Countryman uh, when we're stand-up, and we want to have a close mic. We like a close mic sound, but we don't want, so we don't want lovs, so we use the Countryman. And uh, I told Bob that, and he said, no, no, I can do a better job.
9: Yes, I, and I've heard some rumors, so I'm not going to speak out loud. But the, I, I, think, I think anything at this point, the, the, anything in the sure line, I mean, we're still using the 25 until we find the replacement, and I think I know where my replacement's coming from.
5: Just tell Dave, it musses up your hair.
9: Oh, you know, I mean, look at my hair. I wear headphones all day, and you know it looks like it. yeah, i've been wearing any of your headphones
5: today uh on the uh On the broadcast, this is a kind of an interesting company. It's called Sonomax. They came over at CES to us. They put on a headset, and they inflate. It's like going to an audiologist, but you can do it yourself. They inflate a balloon into your ear, and it creates molded headphones. Uh, And these are my molded headphones. The other advantage of this is only I can ever wear these, but they really sound good.
9: Yeah, you know, I don't like other people wearing my molded headphones. They- yeah, no, it doesn't work. No, it's. Yeah, it's yeah,
5: so nice meeting you, Matt. And please give my regards to Dave. He's a legend in the business. I will. Thank you for. If you just give me half of his stations, that's okay. There you go. That's a- half. That's all I ask. All right, Scott Wilkinson, are you ready to take over? Because I have to go and catch a plane.
10: I think I think you should go catch your plane.
5: Do you? I have to ask you a question though before you take over. Do you like ham? I love that. <laughs> All right, because there's a lot of ham in the room here today. total ham. All right, I'm going to let you take over. I'm going to go catch my plane. Everybody, I want to thank you for being a part of our broadcast from the National Association of Broadcasters show. Thanks to NAB for inviting us. We've had a great time. We will be back on 9 to 1 tomorrow, so there's a lot more from the show. But I'm going to head back to the studio so that we can do iPad today and security now uh, tomorrow from the Twit Cottage. I want to thank the folks at, at uh, New Tech for giving us the TriCaster HD850 to use during this three-day week uh, 3 day period because it's just an amazing switcher. And we've had such great results. Of course, we wouldn't be here without the Live U, the backpack that Hilton Goring is wearing. That allows us to broadcast anywhere, anytime. If you're enjoying the signal you're seeing, the HD signal you're seeing, uh, that's thank Live U for that. That's Live U, liveu.com. And, you know, i got to thank Bob and Sarah. Where are they? Bob and Sarah Heil for making this pot. He's working right now. But I just have to thank them. Come here. I got to thank you. First of all, thank you for inviting us to this You're great party. Welcome. You are so welcome. And please thank Bob for the best microphones in the world.
6: I well, I we will. just
5: love them.
1: Well, as I always tell Bob, you just go in there and invent stuff, and I'll run the company, and that's the you way do a great it job. It
6: works.
5: <laughs> and I'm glad people could see the the. Wait, well, here comes Bob. Come here, Bob. Bob, I adore you. You are the greatest. You are a legend in the business, but you and Sarah are the nicest people. I just adore you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for these great microphones.
1: Oh, thank you. We're, we're,
5: we're happy to help everybody and uh,
0: make good sound. Because and I keep, When are we going to start this show? We're working diligently on it. Uh, the man you just talked to... Uh, uh, Matt, Matt? Aaron. Is he going to help out? He's going to be one of my helps to get all the equipment set up, as well as a lot of other people have been giving me great help. Alex and Jammer has been wonderful giving me... Alex uh, Gumpel and Jammer B, yep. yep. So we're getting advice as to what we're doing and putting it all together. But the other thing I've been doing is working on what we're going to do for... For the people that are going to join us, the people that's going to make it interesting.
5: Yes, you know, you have to build a Skyposaurus, yes, basically. And
0: we can't we can't be boring, and because we don't have boring things on Twitter. Well, okay. We
5: have Skyposauruses, and we can do it from our studio. Yeah. So we will figure it out oh, for yeah. you. but, but I'm not- I want about the people. We have to be find the people upbeat. And we can't. Be I'm not too worried. Uh, well, you. Know, I'm not too worried. Damn nation <laughs> debuts soon on the Twit Network. That's right. You I'm so it. excited. You got it, you Bob got it. Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm going to leave because I have a plane to catch. Scott Wilkinson's going to take over. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you from the Twit Cottage. Scott, it's all yours, my friend.
6: <laughs>
10: I'm happy to take the reins. I'll never fill your shoes, but I'll try and uh, do a good job here. So here we are at the Heil party. I am taking over for uh, Leo. And uh, right away, I've got a couple of guests here. I have uh, Kurt. No, I'm John Curtis. John. But John that's Curtis. close. It was close. <laughs> and your wife, Robin. Yes. Gotcha. She hates TV. hates <laughs> being on TV or watching TV. Being on TV, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Well, you, you, you don't you don't have to stay here if you don't want to. I don't want to force you or anything, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit because we were talking off camera, and it turns out that you're hams, both of you, actually, um, and this is what a large part of
18: this party is about. It is. A big gathering, and uh, I probably have two or three friends who I haven't seen yet, but I'm sure they're here. If I could hear something, it would be even better.
10: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're giving away, like, what, 150 different gifts uh, in, in the raffle.
18: I've been sort of listening for my number. I haven't heard it yet. Oh, me neither. I don't win anything, although I did get one of Bob Heil's books today, and that's going to be great reading. He's got a lot of cool stuff in there. Really? Has he written many books? Uh, I don't know, but this particular one, he has some cool stuff in the back, stats and things, but it talks about you know how, how he came into being and uh, his, his wild background, which I'm sure you've heard with the dead and uh, the who and building those crazy amps and things. If you haven't gotten into the story, it's a lot of fun.
10: Now, uh, he started his career even as a hobby, as a ham operator, as you did.
18: He, he did, and he mentions that today and said that the biggest thing that got him going was being a ham and getting into all of the uh, aspects of it which kind of led one thing to another and got him into doing uh work with broadcasting uh ultimately of course and then uh with these amplifiers and and his his approach is is unique and that's a story in itself you've got to hear sometimes now i've i was thinking today as i was coming
10: to the party and thinking about there were going to be a lot of ham operators and i forget who i was talking to you know it's all a blur at this point uh, that that ham really was in a way the precursor to personal broadcasting as we now have on the internet as we're doing here uh but in but well before the internet and and so on there was uh, ham radio where you could actually broadcast
18: a show a personal show out to the world have you ever done anything like that well, uh, what we would call that is like a QST, or for informational purposes, but we're not supposed to broadcast. But we make communications, of course, and we work in emergency situations. Uh, and Morse code, or CW as it's common called for uh, a continuous wave, was the first form of digital communication. That's right. Morse code is digital, of course. It is. It is. You know, we were talking about anything with a chip. Well, this is before even anybody knew what a chip was going back, and I did meet Samuel uh, F.B. Morris Third many years ago, and that's a story in itself. He, no kidding, how did you come to meet, uh, the what is he, the grandson of great-grandson, if I'm not mistaken, but don't quote me, uh, but a uh, real real interesting guy, and he knew somebody, you know how this works, somebody through a chain of friends, and, and he worked with our uh, repeater group down in the Southern California, and uh, we had the field day, which I'm sure you've heard Ooh. of, where we all get together and try to jam up the airwaves as much as possible, and we're practicing. Oh, my God, you guys are like the original uh, pirates or hackers. No, oh, no, 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 I, nothing like that. Uh, the purpose is to uh, make as many contacts, and, and it's practice for commerge- that, emergency communications. Ah, well, this is important. Very important, very important, because when there's no power, there's no phone or anything else, we get help. And I worked with a group of people uh, with the Gold Coast Net, um, which is uh, Central Coast, uh, Santa Barbara up to uh, San Luis Obispo County. Uh, We had quite a few people working on Katrina. We did everything we could, but it was such a huge disaster that we did have fatalities, but we managed to get good communications and everything we could to get help. That's incredible. Now, has there been
10: a lot of ham um, work in the recent Japanese
18: disaster? That's a good question. I would assume there is. Uh, I know we got a lot of medical supplies and things over there, but you know, really, Scott, it's a collective effort with a lot of agencies and a lot of people working. So, not necessarily one would get credit over another, uh, because for one thing, as you know, it's such a, uh, the magnitude of this, this one was just unbelievable. I mean, we haven't seen anything like this in, in how many years now? Absolutely. I, I mean, Katrina
10: was, was awful and of huge magnitude, but I might even say this was even worse.
18: It was pretty bad. It was obviously. It was. Just, I, I think it's going to be one of the worst in recent history. A question I think, for you, if I can switch gears. Have you seen much of the show? And uh, before I lose my voice, <laughs> and have you seen anything interesting? And um, anything with the 3D? And what's your uh, opinion on the 3D? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Leo's gone, I can say. <laughs> I, know, I love the rivalry between you two. To
10: to yes. Well, you know, I. I am more of a believer in 3D than Leo is. I have my skepticism, and I've seen bad examples of 3D, certainly. Uh yes. we all have. <laughs> and, um, but it is so pervasive now in the industry that it needs to be covered. And as a journalist, I, need, I feel the need to cover it. So... I'm going to continue to cover it because there's an awful lot to cover. As there was here at this show, there's an awful lot to cover. We've had, we have 3D cameras. We have 3D workflow systems and 3D processors and uh, 3D displays. We've seen a ton of those. Last
18: year and this year, I've seen a resurgence. Uh, not resurgence. What's the word? You know, an influx. Proliferation. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, two and a half days on our feet, you know. Oh yeah oh yeah my my brain is mush right now if that's Mine is sure. too Mine is just all this input that we have um, and were you at uh, c e s this year
10: oh yeah i've been I've been going there every year you you're the man for it yes, uh, and we saw a lot of three d there and we but we've seen a lot of three d here at c e s of course, it was the end user looking at the TVs and so on here it's the production of three d which I personally find fascinating and uh so while Leo may may not think much of 3D, and uh, he, I know, really prefers 4K, which is this
18: ultra high resolution. I got to see that uh, two years ago, um, and I don't. It was one of the Japanese groups that had it, and they had a small screen and a large screen. The large screen was like fifty by a hundred or something close to that, uh, and it was impressive. It really was. Amazing. Well, I've seen a lot of 4K at this show as
10: well. One of the most amazing 4K displays for me was in the JVC booth. They were showing a 4K camcorder, which was a prototype, but they were showing it on two different displays. One was like a 55-inch, which looked fabulous. More interesting, though, to me was something like a 20-inch from IBM, a 20-inch 4K display. I could put my eyeball
18: up to that screen and not see the pixels. It would be amazing to see. How about something like that on an OLED?
10: Uh, yes. <clears throat> a 4K OLED would be wonderful. I, speaking of which, the OLEDs at the Sony booth, the professional monitors, looked
18: amazing. They were beautiful. I did get to see that and the presentation. What I like was the black level was just, as you probably saw, but I have a beef... Okay. okay, what is your beef? The LCD looked like the white was tweaked up too high on purpose. You know, did you did know... Did that? I, I didn't.
10: Okay. I, I didn't notice that in particular. I did notice that when they first started the demo, they, they showed a particular type of test pattern that said, we've set the black levels correctly.
18: They did not mention the white levels. White level, and that was the thing. I saw that and I said, honey... Um, and so she and I got into a nice little discussion over that. <laughs> So you saw that demo as well?
1: Saw it. I did. I did see the demo. It was an interesting demo. Uh, they- I, I like the the screens that they were working with. They had really, really dark blacks on that, which is I, I haven't seen before. It,
10: Even deeper than the CRT that was standing right next to it.
1: Exactly, and I kind of expected that from the CRT, but but not from the the other displays. So it was really
19: interesting to see.
10: Did you uh, in the Sony booth go over to the other end of the booth and see the 4K projection? Uh, they were they actually made a short little movie with their new F65 camera which actually records in 8K and then outputs in 4K. And you might think, well, why would you, have, why would you do that? Well, the reason is, if you record at a higher resolution, than you're ultimately going to display. The picture that you ultimately display turns out to be better quality than if you capture at the final display. You're down-resing, or you can crop things. You can do a lot of different things. The red camera, did you see the red camera at, on the floor?
1: We saw someone running around on a Segway with
18: one, but yes. with big tires. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that was—I don't know if you saw that, Scott. It was the coolest affair I've ever seen. You steer it with your knees. You have all your hands available, and you go backwards, forwards. It had these huge tires on it, so you probably for shock, for stability. Yeah, and he was. Uh, it was where the ballroom dancers were, and he was getting every cool angle and working this camera in such a way that uh, it was just, it would amaze you to watch this happen. I saw a bunch of really cool gizmos, uh, camera mounts for putting them on your shoulder and cam stuff, all that kind of stuff. It was very cool. Every combination you could imagine now. It's not just the one thing. There's these little portable things where you hold it and you just steer it very gently with the neck of, of the uh, mount. It was really impressive. Which come in great for uh, lots of action scenes, or um, you know, where you can't get a big camera in, or any kind of a unique situation. So it's changing like by the second, <laughs> by the second. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us. Really appreciate it. We love it. We catch it constantly, and we love your uh, show. Uh, that part of Leo, because we're always glued to Leo every weekend. We never miss it. And we enjoyed you, too, when you subbed for Leo. That was
10: Thank you. Thank
18: you very much. I had a great
10: time doing that, and uh, I hope Leo takes another vacation sometime. We hope we'll get the chance to see that again. And love the quilt. Remember, we got to talk about it. Ah, yes, my grandmother's quilt behind me when I'm on the show. Thanks again. Thank you, Scott. And take Enjoy care. Okay, you know what we're going to do? We are going to walk through this crowd. This camera has been sitting here in one spot the entire time. And so what I really want to do is walk through this crowd and see what a huge party this is. It's really great. We're going to walk past... um, There you can see it. We're going to walk past the uh, MC who is giving away 150 raffle prizes. I've been keeping one ear out for my own ticket number. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't heard it yet. So... uh, it's likely I haven't won any of the 150 prizes, but they included uh, HDTV antennas and books and all kinds of stuff, which uh, which is very generous of all the uh, providers here at uh, the Heil NAB party. Um, I'm looking for Bob Heil. Do we let's? Get, can you get him for me? Oh, there he is. Oh, okay, good. Then uh, he, we're actually going to go visit some some folks from down under uh, and see what they have to say about all
0: of this. Bob, uh, I would
10: love to agree to introduce me to your Australian friend. Well,
0: I've been trying to find them. I, I'm not sure where they all went. But no. I'm
10: <laughs> okay, well, you keep looking. Well, you know, I'm sure it's like... Like me at the show, you walk down the aisle, and five feet later, you run into somebody you know, and
0: then five feet later, you run into somebody else you know. Yeah, I just have to be careful I don't run into somebody that I owe money to, or and I gotta make sure that my parole officer's not here. That's the Well, point. I, I would really be careful with that, yeah. Absolutely. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, will you help us find somebody to. Uh, we got a couple of guys. Let me come over here, I wanna, I wanna introduce you to. This is a. A wonderful Checking guy here, Robin Cross. Robin, how do you um, do? I'm Scott
10: Wilkinson with Twit. Uh, love nice to meet you. Thanks. Nice to meet you too. Um, I'm so amazed and interested that so many people like you have your call letters on your name badge. It's almost like another name. Absolutely. I used to be very adamant when I uh,
20: when I um, applied to the uh, to the uh, NAB for the for the name badge that
10: my call sign was like my middle name. I have to say, I I myself did not get in, get into the to the ham uh, hobby as much as so many people here. But it seems to me to be a very tight knit or a uh, group of people that, that are really quite uh, fraternal. Absolutely.
20: Um, the thing about ham radio is that it you, it's it's self motivated. And when it when it's self motivated, then then you have to want to do this. And you have to want to upgrade. You have to want to, and you do the work behind the scenes, and then you, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more precious to you.
6: And
10: that's really what the key is. Certainly, uh, hams are like any other geek, like me, wanting to always upgrade. There's always the next thing, right? Yes. And ham radio is, is, is like that. I haven't done
20: all the, the possibilities in ham radio slow scan TV or... You know, I've had a... I built a six-meter repeater 25 years ago, 30 years ago, etc. But, uh, you know, I haven't done all the things that are available. And
10: now, like, Echo Link or, uh, you know, all these new technologies. Amazing. Now, speaking of new technologies, I wonder... Ham Radio's been around for, what, close to 100 years probably by now. Pretty darn close, yeah. And I wonder... How... Pardon me, my voice is going after three days. Yeah. Um, I wonder how the the hobby has been affected by the rise of the Internet and online communications, which allow you, like ham radio does, to communicate with anyone in the world. Um, There has been um, a little bit of a
20: backlash where I am uh, from that. How do you mean? Um, That the... a lot there's there needs to be a set of etiquette internationally for hams because we get on our two meter re, local two meter
10: repeater we have echolink and um, can you explain just as an aside what uh, Echolink is because i 'm not familiar with that term it allows a licensed
20: ham to get on the on the internet and then uh, with a, with a computer actually i 've got my my uh, Android Type phone, and I can do it from right here. You can do your ham thing now from your Android phone. Yes. Well, this has been available for five, six years, maybe eight. I don't know. I don't know really when when EchoLink started, but but they come on and um, they they come on the on the two meter repeater, and they don't wait and listen. Um, even if it's a ham from 24. Germany or uh, Russia, or and, you know, makes no difference. They they come on and they they don't have the etiquette to, to listen 21. before they transmit, and that's caused a little bit of
10: backlash in our local community. That's very interesting. Now there is a there is a a, a set of rules of etiquette on the internet, often called netiquette, but that is certainly much younger than the etiquette that you're talking about which has existed among the ham community for quite a long time and uh, the the is the
20: you know the technological newbies that are attracted to that that don't have the stations or they have got the the the, the, the uh, ccnrs the the covenants and restrictions on their property where they can't put up uh can't put up an antenna i've got a 160 meter loop uh, now,
10: is that one of those? I, I drive around my neighborhood sometimes, and a few people have these gigantic antennas in their backyard. Is that what we're talking about here? No. Oh. Um, if you drive up to my house, I, I, I do. I, didn't know
20: being a ham, I finally got sign. the place where I can put up the antennas where I want, and I've got I've got three and a half acres, six, 50, 60 foot trees, and you can't tell that there's a ham station there. Because I use wire antennas, uh, as opposed to towers and beam antennas. Um, There are lots of wire antennas that don't aren't visible from the street. I have a large enough lot that a lot of people don't have don't have a lot that size, and they would would be more visible. But mine is, you know, it just blends into the trees and. And, and you can actually
10: talk to other hams anywhere in the world. Pretty close. I, I work mostly work 40 meters. Ah, now let's, let's talk about that for a moment. We're talking about the wavelength of the radio wave that, that, uh, that you use to communicate. And I, I assume you're ta- you've talked now about several different wavelengths, all in the meters and tens of meters, so that's pretty long. How far does that let you go? Uh, It doesn't depend on the length of the wave.
20: Uh, It depends on the propagation and what the ionosphere is doing.
10: Ah, because you're bouncing off the ionosphere. Yes.
20: And there, the certain bands that are in, uh, ham bands in the United States, the lowest one is 160 meters, which is just above the AM broadcast band. And uh, whether anybody knows it or not, all of electronics, all of electronics is metric, period. So we're not talking about feet and inches here. No. The, you, there are formulas you can use that are in feet and inches, but uh, generally the formula is you know, the speed of light in meters per second or kilometers per second, which is 300,000 kilometers per second. Exactly. And then... then The frequency and that gives you the wavelength. Divide
10: the frequency into that 300,000. That sounds like you know something about physics. So I'm going to ask you a question that I have known, I have had on my mind for a very long time. If you don't know, that's fine. But uh, I ask this of anybody who might know the answer. As we know, radio waves consist of photons, right? It's electromagnetic radiation, just like light. Light is one one to part of the electromagnetic spectrum, just like the radio waves that you work with, right? It's part of the electromagnetic
20: spectrum, but it's not photons. Uh,
10: okay, it's too short or too long. That's that was my question. Photons are tiny little things. When you think a wavelength, it's inverse.
7: So
20: the, the bigger the number, the the lower the frequency. Tom Keller
12: from so, okay. All right. Well,
10: you've helped me there. Um, I want to thank you very much, Robin, for speaking with us. It's been uh, quite a quite an enjoyable Absolutely. little moment here. It's, I've been fantastic. Thank you. Thank, thank you.
7: Appreciate you being here.
10: Well, we're certainly happy to be here. And uh,
20: Bob, is, uh, I, I was at Bob. a ham Club meeting last night, Tom and he did his, his amateur his radio presentation. Fantastic. He oh, is,
10: he's, he's an, amazing, an amazing guy. And I think I'm about to speak with him right now. So thanks once again.
6: thank
0: Hey, Bob. I have an interesting group over here. Excellent. A couple of guys from Australia. Oh, good. But then a third guy. They don't know each other, but they do now. Look <laughs> at this. How
10: about this? Look at this. It's a whole group. I'm oh, yeah. Scott Wilkinson. Yes.
0: Hi, Ian. Rob, how do you do? Andrew, hi. Look at this. Wireless Institute of Australia. How about that?
10: W I A, huh?
19: (laughs) So uh, what brings you to the NAB show? Uh, Just looking at a few toys and um, products and um, just extremely good. Now, are you guys
10: um, uh, professional broadcasters or ham hobbyists? Uh, Virtually uh, um, newscaster. Sorry? Newscasting. Newscasting, okay. Yep. Yep. And you're all uh, involved in the same uh, organization? Well, I'm only his apprentice.
8: <laughs>
19: first, first time
8: here. An intern, eh? Actually,
17: I'm a, I'm a weapons technician with uh, a defense contractor. Oh, okay. And uh, Rob and I have got the same interest, and uh, we just I, he said, why don't you come along? And I said, great, we will. <laughs> Is this your first time at NAB? Yeah, first time in the United States. It's now, have you become totally overwhelmed? Yeah, by the security, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting to be frisk by one of those lovely
10: ladies. (laughs) Well, wouldn't that be very nice? Yes, indeed. So what have you seen here at the show that particularly
21: impressed you? I don't know. I've seen much that really impressed me. I've been coming to NABs for a long, long time. Oh, you have been. Okay. So you're an old hand. Yeah. First one I came to was 1980, and I've been to every one since. No kidding.
10: Wow, so that's 31 years you've been coming to NAB. Oh, my goodness. Now, uh, you're probably looking mostly at uh, radio-type equipment, not video,
21: for example. We're uh, a consulting engineering company, and we're consulting engineering and... um, We do uh, system integration. So we do satellite, do television, do radio.
3: Uh,
10: I myself am more on the consumer end of things. So I've been looking at the, um,
6: the displays
10: and the cameras and so on, 3D, 4K and so on, in order to see how that might affect the consumer experience uh, and certainly I've been very impressed with the 3D I've seen here uh, and with the 4K that is now becoming more common um,
19: how, how is the adoption of 3D in Australia the take up's fairly slow, it's only I don't think it's been transmitted on certain sport um, presentations but uh, general um, transmission very low now that's on TV, what about in the movies uh, just only was a Blu-ray Just on Blu-ray. Not in uh, commercial
21: theatres? In the theatres. We've just um, got a contract to uh, put in uh, satellite delivery of DCP to the theatres. There's about uh, 180 theatres.
10: What city are you guys in? Bendigo
17: in central Victoria.
21: Central Victoria. Bendigo, just sort of uh, north of Melbourne. Sydney.
10: I I was speaking with an Australian just uh, yesterday or the day before... A fellow who listens to Leo Laporte's show and my podcast from uh, Melbourne, I believe. And uh, so I'm I'm actually impressed at how many fans Leo has in Australia and New Zealand. It's quite remarkable and uh, a testament to the power of Internet broadcasting. I was talking with uh, uh, Robin here just a moment ago about the relationship, or maybe it was the fellow before, the relationship between uh, Ham. radio which is worldwide it reaches the entire world and the internet which reaches the entire world uh, how uh, how have you found that to have you found any similarity like that uh, yourself or am I just talking out of, out of my you know what
9: it's um,
19: no, the internet's got a lot of um, possibilities now with the on streaming and that and it's going to be the norm okay.
10: mm. yeah we we um, Last night it was, I think, uh, Leo was on a panel talking about online uh, podcasting and broadcasting and and how that's really the new paradigm. Um, I assume... Oh, here's a good question for you. Uh, Different countries around the world have different penetration of broadband and high speed. And I know, for example, South Korea is number one, with something like an average of 20 megabits down for customers, for consumers. The U.S. is number 30, I think, with 7 point something. Where is
19: Australia? Do you know? It's uh, virtually uh, 3G, but uh, 4G is just about to roll out, I believe, isn't it?
21: The government's uh, announced that they're putting in a thing called NBN, which is the National Broadband Network. But it's held up a bit at the moment. The intent is to put fibre uh, 100 megabits to everybody, every house.
10: 100 megabits to every house?
21: Yeah, it's
10: 43. <laughs> Forty-three billion dollars.
17: And how long do you expect that to take? It's about three, three to eight years, yeah, yeah. They're rolling it in from the country into the city. And is that government
21: subsidized? Yeah, it's government initiative for digital. Well,
10: that's quite incredible. I know that Singapore has done a similar thing, where they've basically rolled out high speed, I don't remember what it is exactly, to every house or every home in the country. And it sounds like Australia is working along those same lines.
21: Well, they want to do the same thing, but at the moment it's going to... The uh, the situation is out in the rural areas. They won't be able to get fibre, so they're looking at using uh, satellite and using uh, wireless to get to them.
10: Right. I would think you'd need to use satellite to get to uh, to, the, to those to those really remote areas.
21: There's a the penetration in the country areas.
17: There's a, there's a lot of political argy-bargy going on about it too. A lot, a lot of what? Sorry a lot of political uh, debate about it between oh, the two political parties. Uh, one... So in Australia
10: there are basically two political parties like there are here.
17: Yeah, there, there are three but there are two major ones. A good one and a bad one.
10: <laughs> I'm not going to ask you which is
17: which. <laughs> Can I? Well, I have that's... a feeling you might you might have a little debate here. I'm uh, president of our local <laughs> trades and labor uh, council so I'll let you make a guess. Okay.
10: Well that's fantastic. I want to thank you guys all for being here. Uh, you, delight great to great talk show. to you and uh, have a great time rest of the show. Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you. All right. So, Bob, who we got next? Have a great friend W3 W3-E-E. W3 E E E. Oh yes. i luck. I would I'd know you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
6: thank Steve's you. a I'm, very
19: very I'm, talented guy. I actually bought this in the FCC raffle when they started giving them out about 16 (laughs) years ago. Before that, I had one of those dreadful (laughs) alphabets to be right Right. Right,
10: exactly. I've been noticing here at the show, at this party anyway, so many people are
19: identified at least as much by their call letters than by their name. Oh, absolutely, that's true. Uh, And very often you you don't know uh, who somebody is by their real name at all. And, and and so many friendships are made over the air, especially during radio contests. And you know the call, and you bump into them, and bump into them, and bump into them. And you start making jokes with each other. No idea who they are. None. And then you come to an event like this, and it's... What, you... You're him? Yes. <laughs> now, what, you mentioned a radio contest. What is that? Yes. Oh, they're wonderful events. It's where Radio Hams dedicate, say, a whole weekend, 48 hours, to doing nothing apart from seeing how many other radio hams they can contact within, within that two-day period. Wow, it's almost like birders and their, uh, and their bird list, their life list of how many birds
10: can they see, either in their life or in a weekend or something like that. It's a similar thing. But it's a far worse geek
19: factor. You don't get out. You don't get out, of course. Yeah, it's not, very, it's not as healthy, probably. No, not at all. Look, the pasty, lovely-taste pasty yes, fan. Yes yes, yes. yes, yes, but as well as the number of uh, contacts that you make which can be up to 6,000, 7,000 over... In a weekend? If if you're on from a good place, like a weird little Caribbean island or something. uh, If if you're on from Pennsylvania, you don't make as many as you do. Why does your physical location matter? Because uh, a, a weird little island is rarer, because they have fewer people who live there, fewer radio hams. So more radio hams want to contact them. Precisely. Yes, and part of the scoring mechanism is how many different countries can you contact. So the total score is how many contacts did you make, how many countries, multiply them together, ta-da. And you have a number, a metric. A big number, yes. It's up in the millions usually.
10: Wow, and what was the biggest number you ever achieved?
19: Uh, Seven and a half million. Seven, in a 48-hour period? Yes, I was on from the Turks and Caicos Islands, which at that time were rare. They're not so rare now. But, uh, and where do you call home? Florida now. As you can tell from the accent, I'm originally from Starkville, Mississippi. Yes, of course. I, I would have known,
10: you know, down to the street.
19: Quite, quite right. Yes, yeah. But, but that was after I moved from Meridian, Mississippi. So. Ah, of course. I thought I detected a little hint of Meridian in there. That's right. <laughs> So uh, what brings you to the show? Are you a hobbyist, a professional? I'm a professional. I'm I'm with an exhibitor here. We make audio equipment. What
10: sort of equipment?
19: Uh, Mixing consoles and signal processors for uh, radio, television, and audio. And has it been a good show for you? It's been spectacular. The first two days were so busy, it was ridiculous. You know, I heard several people say that two
10: years ago the NAB show was pretty dead. I mean, the economy was down. Everybody was having problems. Last year picked up a little bit. This year, it seems to have really come back strong.
19: Uh, yes, it has. But then again, a couple of years ago when things were light, uh, everybody was very cooperative. We, we passed the customer around between ourselves.
10: <laughs> well, it's lovely to talk to you, w 3 triple E. <laughs> Thank <you very> much.
19: <laughs>
10: really, real really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, here we are back with Bob again.
0: Hi. Scott, sorry. we are... Um we're so thrilled oh, to have this is this is good night. It can't possibly it, be already. It went bye bye real fast. It went so fast. Well, good shows usually do, don't they? <laughs> they do. And uh, we're so so happy that we could bring all this excitement to the Twit Network tonight.
10: Well, this was a wonderful opportunity for us to uh, get off the show floor for one thing, <laughs> and to have a nice lovely party. Uh, a couple of drinks, couple you know, drinks, right. and uh, talk to some people who we otherwise might not have That's gotten right. to meet. So That's right.
1: thank you so much. You're welcome. And we want to thank everybody that came from the TWIT staff. These guys are so much oh, fun. It's
10: an incredible They're crew. my new
1: best friends. I <laughs> mean, met them in, in, at the cottage, and they just treated us like family from the start. And I want to thank them as well because, n- as we all know, none of this would happen if it weren't for these guys all standing behind the camera you know here. it's
10: really true i mean i get to stand in front of the camera we're standing here in front of the camera and it's a wonderful experience but it wouldn't happen no, without all absolutely. these folks behind the camera that's right and i i also want to thank you all yes. very much
0: well thank you so much and we'll see you again soon Somewhere. Somewhere along in, the. in the airway. In, in, the, in the cloud.
10: In the cloud. Very right. good. Very good. Okay. So that's it for now from the Heil NAB party. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you tomorrow. Good night.
1: Bye bye.